0: Podcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the
1: past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast.
0: Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 134. This is Schmitty. I'm Zahner. And this is Zook. Uh, we come to you on a nice mid-October. It's uh, it's Windows Upgrade Day.
2: Yay. Unofficially. Happy Windows 8, 8.1. <laughs>
0: Uh, I know it's an odd thing for us to be celebrating, but it has kind of been a window-centric week this week with all the upgrades and announcements. Uh, but we won't let that get all of you non-window users down. Hey, before we get too started, let's uh, give a shout out to our friends of our TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio.com, and Stitcher.com. And, uh, for everyone who helped nominate us for the ninth annual podcast awards, we thank you. Nominations closed just the other night, actually. And they're currently reviewing to see who will be nominated for the upcoming awards. So, yay. We hope. We hope yay. Hopefully
1: we are among those who are nominated, and if we are, then you will be spammed in your ears by us begging for your vote.
0: Yep, yep. Hey, let's be a complete tangent here. You know what spam I've been starting to get that's really been annoying me? youtube spam like it the other oh, stuff doesn't yeah. annoy you well no i i usually I, we all watch youtube right you know that's where we find a lot of our videos is where you know i don't know the entire population of mankind gets their video fix from but i usually don't comment on it i usually don't delve into the comments well i have made the mistake this week of starting to leave yeah. my first youtube comments and all of a sudden, I'm getting spammed like crazy. Hi, I noticed that you watched this video. Maybe you like it. Come see my video, dude. Commenting on YouTube comments is a very, very dark place. I was feeling kind of depressed. <laughs> you must have a death wish. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a bad week. Public I was announcement
2: number one. Do not post comments on YouTube videos.
0: <laughs> if you or a loved one have had thoughts about posting on YouTube, posting comments on YouTube, don't. Seek help. <laughs> we need to make that a PSA. No, seriously, I watched this, this video of this person playing a piano, and randomly it's like, Hey, maybe you like piano videos. Come check out my channel. It's like, that, I have no idea how you managed to find me, but I hate you for it.
2: Do people have, like, scripts that do this? Or do they sit there and hunt down people all night and, like, have spreadsheets?
0: I would like to think that it's a script, that it's a bot that's doing it, right? It's a crawler. However, Google has been really cracking down on YouTube, making you use your actual account name and whatnot, that I kind of get the feeling it's an actual person doing this. What a
1: horrible job.
0: What a sad, sad existence.
1: You think they're Nigerian by chance, perhaps no. deposed royalty?
0: <laughs> I have Not special offer. Piano. Yeah, I was about to say I have a special offer for you. I am recently deposed and cannot play piano anymore. <laughs> my fingers were all cut off. Come see this video of when I could play piano. It is utmost secrecy that at which I write you. <laughs> yes, I can speak spam. All I have to do is channel some of my Japanese relatives and how they talk. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh slave Asian labor, I had no better segue for that. Uh, that that uh, was actually a pretty
1: appropriate segue though.
0: Thank you. Uh news came out this week that uh some Chinese factory workers, you know, the underage ones who make your electronics, may have been forced into doing that as part of their student credit. Foxconn, you know, the company that makes pretty much everything you like to enjoy, has been found guilty of using students who were forced into servitude in order to graduate from school.
1: Now, isn't Foxconn the company that we talked about, I think it was last year that had to put suicide nets up around the building because yes. people were jumping off?
0: Yeah, they had suicide nets. They had riot police at lunch because there were there were killings and stabbings going on. Everyone's yeah. yeah, You don't want to work for Foxconn. Well, this time it wasn't. I mean,
2: it's kind of interesting because the news we've heard about before from Foxconn were actual employees of Foxconn. This time, these are um, what are they interns or uh,
1: yeah, unpaid interns.
2: It, it, yeah, they're internships from from the Chon uh, Institute of Te- Technology. Um, they're there. The degrees they're working for uh, probably way surpass the the technical abilities that you that that re- are required to build P- uh, PlayStation's. But yet they're be- being forced to make PlayStation's instead of of doing their actual actual coursework. So it's kind of interesting to see. Uh, I mean, what kind of uh, contracts or behind-the-scenes paperwork had to go for for these people to get such a crappy internship?
0: <laughs> you you want to work? You want to be a uh, heart surgeon? Excellent! And once you have put together forty-five thousand six-axis controllers, you can do that. <laughs> 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 it, it should be noted that I mean, this time it isn't an Apple product that's under the gun; it's the new Sony PlayStation that's being. Assembled for release this holiday season, so uh, enjoy yeah. that. You know? Yeah. So they're they're pressed to get these playstations
2: playstations done, and they're forcing students to do it. If they're saying that the students don't have to do it, but if the students bow out, they're not going to graduate. They're they're pinning this up against them, saying if you don't do this, uh, you can't graduate with your degree. Uh, and then what will they do? They'll have they'll be forced to get a job at Foxconn, putting together. Crappy.
0: <laughs> anyway, you must work here in order to avoid working here in the future.
1: <laughs> it's it's like indentured servitude. It is. <laughs> it's like slavery, is what it is, man.
0: they like how are these how yeah. are these people a world power with, with work ethics like that? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably not the
2: first time it's happened. It's probably just the first time we've heard about it.
0: Yeah, that's
2: probably true.
0: It's it's. It makes you wonder, I mean, because America has had its share of doing things like that. Not quite to this degree, obviously. Usually we, uh, we levy the, the prison system. You know, they make, uh, signs, they make, uh, license plates, they, they do hard labor on roadside, and in some cases, hard labor in call centers. Which is worse, yeah. by the way. Uh, yes. But <laughs> we've never gotten word of anything like this. But then, I'd definitely rather make a license plate than Mark a marketing Call Center. But, but then, where where do our Xboxes come from?
1: That's a good question. I don't know.
0: Doesn't Foxconn make them, too?
1: Probably. They're, like, one of the major players in Chinese manufacturing, as far as I understand. I'm Googling it right now.
0: This is the, I think this is the first time we've done this. Go Google Boy. Um... Anyway, while he looks that up here... Yeah, this is just crazy. I don't know how Foxconn manages to stay afloat with how many PR disasters they have. Now, of course, they're skirting the law here because we look at it and say, oh, that's just absolutely horrible. But Chinese labor laws don't care. It's not against any kind of international law. You know, the Geneva Convention doesn't protect your right to graduate from school. Well,
1: and also... If you think about there's a billion Chinamen
0: that's like a disposable workforce as they see it. They, yeah, they see it that way, which is unfortunate. I think I think probably the only reason why the international community doesn't come down harder on them is because in the end it's the international community who's buying all these electronics. Yes. If Foxconn or the Chinese government was forcing these people to make, um you know, pyramids or something, we would be up in arms about this. Why don't yeah. we do that? Let's get some
1: pyramid builders going on.
0: But as it is. Well, because we want iPhones much more. No one wants pyramids anymore. That that was last year. I want now a pyramid a PS4. made out of iPhones.
2: I want, a, I want a phone in the shape of a pyramid. Yeah, I can't put it in my pocket,
0: but it looks awesome. <laughs> right up against your ear, like a sideways cone head. <laughs> Uh, ouch. That was a weird abstract. Anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking while we're in China, it turns out that the world's third largest Chinese Bitcoin exchange... Wait a minute. I want to reword that. The, the world's <laughs> th- the third largest Chinese Bitcoin exchange. Are there larger ones that are French or something? I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So the world's third largest Bitcoin exchange that happens to be Chinese was hit by a ddos attack now we've talked about bitcoin in the past a bit here and there uh we've dabbled in it a tad amount but bitcoins aren't real money you can trade them freely as much as you want but you can't go and you know you can't actually get hard cash for it you have to exchange it someplace those work. exchange places are only online right now. There are there are some companies that are working on bringing it into the real wor- world as well. Not sure how that's going to work, but...
2: You could have back alley ones. Like, uh,
0: if, you, if you
2: bring me your bitcoins, I'll give you cash for it. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that.
0: But... <laughs> um, that sounds so shady.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> to have an actual exchange, though, hit by a DDoS attack, uh, kind of shuts down the economy such as we can call it.
1: So, Or it doesn't. I guess the attack only lasted like nine hours, and then whoever was doing it either got bored or realized they weren't getting anywhere with it and gave up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's really funny is the fact that the experts are saying this may not have even been targeted at this particular Bitcoin exchange. It may have been fallout from the DDoS attack that hit spam House last week last week was it last week it was, or a couple weeks ago we talked about that it was huge, a while yeah it was ago. last week yeah that that huge uh, attack that, that teenager dropped on spam house and shut down a portion of the internet
1: now he got busted last week it happened like a few months ago
0: well we're on a delay here man you don't have to bring it up in front of the listeners <laughs> i'm sorry no it happened like
1: yesterday <laughs> Exactly. We're right on the pulse here. It happened an hour ago. <laughs> By the way, they're landing on the moon as we speak. The moon happens uh, to
0: be a warehouse
1: in Arizona.
0: but I already it- have a Wikipedia article already for it. Um, so this was actually a really big thing to hit the Bitcoin community. Uh, it came back, however, and if if it's had a lasting impact, no one's talking about it.
1: Now, I've noticed something here with all these Bitcoin stories we keep seeing. Is is Bitcoin just the seedy underbelly of like the currency and, and internet markets? Because like nobody legit ever seems to talk about it. I always find these stories on
0: like hacker news and you won't, won't- until someone else starts losing money because of it
2: well it it's kind of interesting because it's it's kind of like torrenting you don't hear a lot of legitimate people talking about torrenting things because most of the things that are torrented are or sorry are illegal items There is legitimate stuff you can do on torrenting just as the same way there are legitimate stuff you can do with bitcoins, but most of it due to its nature of, uh, of crypto due to the nature of cryptocurrency. Most of it is shady, so it's just the nature of of the beast. Um, it's and yeah, you're right. It is the underbelly of the of the black market, uh, the the Silk Road, uh, the online Silk Road, the Tor network. It's it's definitely the number one currency that's used there. So and, and there are more cryptocurrencies that are used than just Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is just the one that's mostly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I like to. Even though it's not the same, I like to take it the same way. Kind of like Schmidty said, you know, online piracy. I've been a pirate, you know. I <laughs> one of the stranger things I've announced Arr. on this show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I are a pirate. He I, has I, I an awesome
0: down. peg leg too. I settled down with me wench and decided to raise a whole bunch of little kids. No, um, I but I used to crack software. You know, I could never afford it as a kid, so I figured out a way to crack it, and I used other cracking um, communities and whatnot. Some of the biggest ones are still around, and there are almost hush-hush. It's like you had to know someone who could get you in because it isn't actually talked about, despite the fact that anyone else who was in that community, we all know. We all know about all 2600 We all know about SK. You know everyone knows about those things, but no one ever talked about it because, for the most part, they weren't legit in the slightest. And so, if ever a news story ever came out about them, by the way, no one ever did, no one was ever going to say anything. So, I mean, is kind of right. For all we know, this could have been a devastating attack that almost killed cryptocurrency. We're never going to hear about it. Someone didn't get their rocket launchers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that is about as happy as possibility as I can think, actually. Considering all the crazy yeah. stuff that money pays for in the in the black market, I hope it's just rocket launchers.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's yeah, that's the most benign thing I can think of.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of seedy underbellies, Facebook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Schmitty almost spews his Mountain Dew here.
0: And it gets Not even what? seedier because Facebook has decided to lower their age. I need to rephrase that. Uh, it used to be <laughs> that you had to be above a certain age to even get a Facebook account. Now, we know that this was blatantly being broken because parents were signing their kids up for Facebook before they were legally of age. you got to have somebody come water your
1: crops, man. <laughs> well. I, I this
2: is uh it's not they're not lowering their age requirement. You still have to be thirteen to be um a member of Facebook, but they're lowering their age requirement for being able to post publicly. Um up until this point you had to be at least eighteen to post public posts. Uh posts that anyone could see.
0: Right, right. So now not just members of your own family will know how stupid your cousin is. Now everyone in the world can see how stupid they are.
1: Right,
0: And
2: and given Facebook's current track record, uh, or historical track record, I should say, um, as soon as this opens up, the default settings of all those 13- to 17-year-olds will be everything goes public. I personally think everything <laughs> should go public. Well, yeah, I, th- I think that would weed out a lot
0: of... <laughs> I think uh, if you're going to be some stupid 14-year-old and you post some kind of homophobic racist rant... That everyone can see it, from your friends at school to your nana. I think it should go to everyone. I don't think I don't think teenagers should be allowed groups. How happy is
1: Peter Bear right now?
0: Oh, probably very.
1: <laughs> oh man,
2: and and yeah, what's that going to do to Graph Search? The the amount of risk returns you get in Graph Search just for the simplest searches is going to return ten times more, a hundred times more. Research uh, results, and, and yeah, maybe people that are looking for it uh, in, a, in a malicious way are
1: going to be happier, but it's going to crowd up the rest of our searches. Do you think that's why Facebook is doing this, to beef up their graph search?
0: That's, data mining? Yeah, that's... Well, and not just data mining, but uh, uh, almost future data mining. Hey, look, by the time you're 18 and you're able to make your own life choices... We already know everything about you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not even a customer like yet. I don't Justin Bieber anymore.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah, under their recent uh, terms and conditions, they cannot um, give any of your non-public information to advertisers. Not saying that they don't do that, but well, and um, they'll
0: still have it.
2: Right, they'll still have it. So now this gives you this gives them another four years of of. of four four years of age of people that they can data mine off of
0: to give to advertisers. If if anyone out there is wondering what we mean by data mine, let's put it this way. Um, When you turned 18, you started accruing a credit rating. Regardless if you had a credit card or not, you started a credit rating at 18. You had a wage, great. You had a checking account, great. You had a credit card, okay. Before that, you could have done anything and you wouldn't have had a uh, you wouldn't have had any sort of credit score. Now, and before this, Facebook was kind of the same way. At 18, you get a public reputation, we'll call it or whatnot. You get a public profile. Now, however, by doing this, sure, they technically don't have it till they're 18, but as soon as they turn 18, boom, instead of starting out at a clean slate, they already have a file four inches thick on you.
2: four terabytes thing
0: (laughs) well if you were to print out a person's profile you know Zahner seems unconvinced he's given a very skeptical look on his face
1: I'm just here petting my dog that's not a euphemism I (laughs)
2: squirrel (laughs) I mean sausage Schmitty looks like
1: he's ready to have a stroke over there like your dog
2: Oh, my god. Okay.
0: Uh, speaking of Google. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of Google and Facebook, actually, uh, Google has decided to change their terms of service. Uh, yeah. Yeah. To Google's credit, they have this huge legalese terms of service, right? And they know no one ever reads it. So right up at the top, it says... Because so many of you are allergic to legalese, here's a plain English summary for your convenience. We've made three changes, and I'm I'm reading this word for word here, okay? First, clarifying how your profile name and photo might appear in Google products, including reviews, advertising, and other commercial contexts, you can control whether your image and name appear in ads via the shared endorsement setting. Second, a reminder to use your mobile devices safely. Third, details on the importance of keeping your password confidential. Okay, here's what that actually means. I know it sounds, and they, they do this very, very well. They're making it sound like they're doing something for you, but in truth, what they're doing is, when you decide to start searching for products, they're going to start giving you ads, paid ads. And they're going to start putting your friends' names and your name on products. Well, Zoner really liked this brand of headphones. Well, Schmidty really liked this microphone. You know, that's... Facebook did this. If you remember, I want to say a year and a half ago, they used to have products in the sidebar before there was a huge sidebar there where there were all these different ads and people's names that you knew were in those ads, even if they had never used the product. It looked like, to me,
2: this owner was uh, giving a uh, giving a like button uh, on this product that he never even knew existed.
1: Right. So, because I do a Google search for a specific brand of mouse, regardless of whether or not I actually like that mouse, maybe I'm looking at it because I want to see how big of a piece of crap it is. Then Google can turn around and say that I endorse this product because I searched for it. Right. I got or to change that setting even, right now.
0: Even maybe they'll be a little bit more sinister about it. Maybe. You, You didn't even give it, you know, hey, your friend's honor looked at this mouse, you know. See how many of your (laughs) friends looked at this mouse.
2: Yeah. yeah, So far, it doesn't look like it's going to be anything as sinister as that. They do, however, um, see emails that come back from um, uh, Amazon receipts, um, shipping, uh, USPS shipping or UPS shipping of items that you've actually purchased, and they can use those um, to advertise to your friends. Hey, look what Luke just bought he's uh, uh, and he wants you to check it out too yeah so.
0: you remember all that information that Google's been gathering so your Google now works better now imagine that being broadcast in advertising advertisements to everyone else hey look Zana just bought 50 gallons of lube on accident
2: <laughs>
0: you know actual
2: storyline see <laughs> 40 shows ago
0: 40 <laughs> that was like 90 shows ago
2: oh yeah, yeah.
0: But, slipped my mind. I mean, this is, this seems really skeevy. Really skeevy. And this is why Facebook didn't do it anymore. Facebook only did it for like a few months before they took it away. And that's a real litmus test. If Facebook, of all things, thinks this is too shady, don't do it.
2: Yeah, well, and, and in all honesty, and this, this is going to sound like I'm sticking up for Google, and I, I'm And you are. To, <laughs> I, well, with all that Google has done, against me, and recently, I, uh, I really want to jump ship, but, um, in, in a little bit of defense of Google, uh, this isn't as bad as people think. It does increase the creep factor a little bit. Um, if I'm doing a search for mice and, or mouses, and I see Zook's image there, um, endorsing a mouse, yeah, it's going to be a little creepy at first, but it's, I mean, if my neighbor, who isn't Zook's friend, is searching for mice, he's not going to get Zook's image. He's going to get his own friend's image. So, in a way, you're not getting any more data, or your 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 name and picture is not being given to anyone else that you don't even know.
0: That's so, in a perfect world. In a perfect uh, world.
2: True, but thing, that's
0: how it is set up right now. So The thing I'm remembering is how Facebook used to do it, okay? Right. I would start getting faces. I had no clue who they were. But you know what? They were young and they were attractive, and so Facebook used their likeness to advertise different services that they probably didn't even hear about. And that will happen could- again.
2: How effective is that, though? You see someone, oh, this person endorsed a product. I don't even
0: know that person. So I I
2: doubt that Google would do something like that.
0: You deny that. But how many views on YouTube do you think certain videos get just because their thumbnail is of a woman's chest or of a pretty face?
2: I'm trying to think of all the ones I've clicked on.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's (laughs) There's a lot. I've had to clear my history a lot. It's, it's, it's dumb. And when we, when we break it out like this and we just say, Oh my gosh, 50, 50 gallons of lube. Isn't that so stupid? Y- you kind of laugh at it. But the truth is this form of marketing works, which is why it's still being used so much. It's a psychological ploy that they know works and triggers with us every single time. And it seems really skeevy for Google to do that. Yeah. But I just got to say entirely that.
1: That picking Surprising. something up does not constitute a purchase or should not constitute a purchase. Just throwing that out there.
2: No, you're right. Well, and I, I brought this up with the coworker, too, that um, there are things I search for that I don't necessarily um, really care about in the long term basis, the other day I, I looked up, I googled Seahawks because I wanted to know what the Seahawks logo looked like, and now on Google Now I'm getting Seahawks scores updates and things like that. Uh, I don't necessarily care about Seahawks scores, um, but Google thought I did. It, so um, there should be a way to, to tell Google Search that, oh, I'm just doing this for research or, or this is a low interest or high interest or... Um, there needs to be a better way to, to mine that data. They're they're taking every search you do and weighing it the same way and I don't that's one thing I disagree with.
0: Yeah, I it's getting to a bad spot when you need to use Google's own incognito mode to use Google. That's right.
1: I was actually going to ask about that if if they handle I don't use incognito at all. So, do they handle incognito stuff the same way as cuz I
0: No, they Google handles it very differently. Other websites don't. Websites don't right. care. But Google, for its purposes, uh, handle incognito very differently. And, of course, Google's not the only one. Firefox has their private browsing. Private browsing. Yeah, uh, Internet Explorer has it. calls it uh, in private or something, which yeah. sounds worse. But there's <laughs> the 12-year-old okay. me right there. But, you know, all major browsers have their own. Hidden one, except Safari. I want to say, maybe Safari does. It's been a long time since I've used it. If anyone yeah, wants to correct me, you know, feedback at stolenroids And um, well, and and who
2: knows if Google's private or incognito browser really doesn't data mine on you? Who's to say that? I mean, that it's possible that they that they could be data mining that they could see oh he's he's logged in in a non-incognito as well we know that it's so and so we're going to tie this to his account without him knowing we're not going to show it in his search history but we ourselves know um that that's what he's he's doing in incognito so it's they say they may say that they're not doing it
1: but
0: how would we know how so
1: at that point you're just better off logging out of your account entirely or using a different browser that you're not logged into. Way to make us (laughs) paranoid,
0: Google. Yeah, that's some 1984 browsing browsing modes right there.
2: Um, I did Google search it. Safari does have a private browsing mode um, and it's available right through their main menu. Hmm. It's called private browsing
0: it uh, it just reports back to a disapproving Steve Jobs ghost.
2: <laughs> Steve Jobs just shaking his head. Shaking no. His no. Head. <laughs>
0: no. No Apple user I know would browse there. Shame. Um hey, speaking of Google and Incognito secrets, it turns out that uh their new phone, the Nexus 5, is probably the worst-kept secret they've ever had. I wanted to bring this up a few months ago when it first broke, but I didn't at the time. We ran short on that episode. Well, it's come up again. Back when Android uh KitKat was announced, they, of course had the new Kit Kat statue on Google campus, right? They have an Android statue for every single different type of Android version. The jelly bean one looks like a a bunch of jelly beans. The ice cream sandwich one looks like an ice cream sandwich. really kind of cool, actually. I think it's really awesome. Well, so, when they are unveiling the statue, they're taking pictures of all the different Google employees who are there taking pictures of the statue and posting it onto their main website. Well, in one of the pictures, this guy has his phone with a Nexus brand on there that doesn't look like any other Nexus phone and everyone's looking at it going is that the Nexus 5? Did they seriously just post a picture of a guy taking a picture with his Nexus 5? Well it turns out yes and the only reason we know that now and why I'm bringing it up again is because they accidentally put it onto the Google Play Store (laughs) even though it's not for sale
2: yeah and I, I want to say that they did this before also with, with the Chromebook before it came out. It popped up on the Google Play Store for a couple hours, and a, and someone caught it. Um, when they when they clicked on the Buy Now, it, it just led to a 404 page. But uh, th- this isn't the first time they've done it, and it, it kind of makes you wonder, is there someone that's trigger-happy back at the Google Ranch? Or... Um, or are they trying to drop hints on purpose?
0: Yeah, are they orchestrated leaks? I don't think they need to be orchestrated leaks. There's enough, you know, there's enough buzz around the word Nexus. Because the only people who buy a Nexus device and and I'll get into why that is, but the only ones who buy a Nexus device are Android enthusiasts. So it makes no sense to be doing these slow, sly little leaks. Oh, ho! hey, look, here's a new handset. It's called a Nexus. All they have to say is, oh, by the way, the store is open today, and there's a brand new Nexus there. And you're going to see the floodgates just go wild. Now, the reason why I say the only people who buy Nexus devices are Android enthusiasts is this. Most Nexus devices you can't buy on contract. Right. It used to be that you could, but not anymore. You buy them directly from Google for full price. They are straight Android, meaning that it doesn't have Samsung's TouchWiz or HTC One's Sense. Uh, it doesn't have any kind of UI skin on it or overlay.
2: No, no Verizon bloatware. <laughs>
0: right. And the idea is that it's just a straight, pure, vanilla Android experience. It will get updates as soon as Google releases them, which isn't always true, we found out, but whatever. <laughs> it, it's supposed to be, you know, the one. No, so, the one is HTC. <laughs> it's also uh, the, Neo. <laughs>
2: and Xbox One.
0: Oh, Man, we're getting
2: way off subject
0: here. <laughs> but So th- that's the reason why I say usually only Android enthusiasts, uh, by enthusiasts I mean like w- a couple degrees above Schmitty, buy a Nexus device.
2: I know it's hard to imagine, but...
0: <laughs> they do exist.
2: <laughs> they do exist. Now, I, I, so uh, I do want to go back to... Um.
0: Uh, um. Oh. The very beginning.
2: <laughs> the very beginning. In the beginning, there was a
0: very this, good place no. to start.
2: <laughs> no, I, I do want to um, argue the point that this accidentally popped up because working working in software development, I know that getting something on the actual production server where where the live code is is it, it is a very deliberate process. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to pretend I know exactly how Google servers are set up, but um, at least where I work, it is a very deliberate process to get something live. Um, so I don't really, I don't really agree with the with the idea that this was accidental. I'm going to go with it was a plant, and uh, they're just trying to get um, more. It, like, news articles like this. They want new, news articles like this to pop up to gain more interest in the in the brand.
0: So. That's fair, considering there has not been a news... Um, there hasn't been an actual press release about the Nexus 5, and here we are talking about it. And, right. and people have been talking about it for months.
1: Since the KitKat. <laughs> yeah, they know it's coming. They know it's coming.
0: Wouldn't that be, like, the biggest troll ever if for, like, six months no companies release any phones let let all the tech pundits and analysts just go crazy with this is, i know the iphone 7 is going to have this and i know the htc1 max 5 is going to have this and and like nothing comes that would be it's fun. The warm
2: before the storm
0: yeah it'd be like those historical years where there wasn't a summer or something it just went from winter <laughs> to winter
2: it's the mobile phone drought <laughs>
0: Um, Alright, into some more mobile phone news actually, uh, T-Mobile has decided to do away with their grandfathered plans, finally Uh Now, speaking from experience, because I use T-Mobile some of their old plans were ridiculously priced unlimited everything for multiple lines for, you know, pretty dirt cheap, and they don't want to do that anymore Can't say I'd blame them Eh, I can't either. But you know what? Their new plans actually make a lot more sense. My wife and I switched us over to one of their new plans off the grandfather plan we have. We're saving 80 bucks a month.
2: It's not bad.
0: 80 bucks. Now, of course, they're doing this by getting rid of unlimited data where they can, which seems to be the most expensive thing a phone can be used for, and for once, I agree with.
2: And these are only for the unsubsidized phone plans, right? This is when you buy the phone full price and um, whether or not you do a payment plan or not, these are for the non-subsidized plans only, correct?
0: I want to say it's for all of them, actually. And it should be clarified, T-Mobile does not have subsidized plans anymore. They don't subsidize the phones anymore. They will set up a payment option, but they don't subsidize.
2: Yeah. So for 10 months, your your bill will be extremely high, but then once the phone is paid off, it goes back down to 40, 50 a month, or whatever.
0: Yeah. Not, not bad. Now, the newer plans, like I said, not that bad. I don't know really what T Mobile's doing, however. And here's the reason I say that. Even though this move makes a lot of sense, I see it really enraging a lot of long time users. And right now, T Mobile, while making good, good headway, is still the smallest of the four carriers. And it really relies on those long-time users who have only been with the service for as long as they have because of their grandfathered plan. Right. They don't have the biggest network. They don't have the fastest speeds. They don't have all the awesome phones. What they have is okay. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not bagging on them. Like I said, I love them. They're customer service I personally adore. I know a lot of people have had bad experiences, but I've always had great. But really their strength has been their legacy users with their grandfathered plans, and here they are directly shooting them dead.
2: Yeah, you, you bring up a good point. I, I'm i keeping Verizon for the one reason that I have a really good plan, but I'm grandfathered into it. As, fi- as soon as I get a new plan, um, or a, a new subsidized plan, uh, I lose my unlimited data and my tethering. Um, and so... This is, if if they were if Verizon were to get rid of all their grandfather's plans, I'd I'd say, all right, see, I'm going to somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know where I'd go right now, but I, I see I see your point there.
0: He'll come back. He always comes back. <laughs> Just let him go cry behind the house for a little while, then he'll come right back. You're right.
2: Okay, you were right, Verizon.
0: It's okay. He does the same thing to Google every week. <laughs> 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 Poor right little admit. Poor little abused Uh, Schmitty
2: Schmitty has left Google Plus Schmitty has joined Google Plus Schmitty has left Google Plus Schmitty has joined
1: Google Plus
0: There's a show title for us Abused
1: Schmitty Yo.
2: Didn't we agree that Schmitty shouldn't be used in our show titles?
0: (laughs) I'm making an exception this time (laughs) We had an unintentional threesome last week, okay? Not like the three of us. Not like we. I, I might edit that Better out. to have okay. three in the
1: hand than none in the bush. Says the guy who's petting his dog.
0: Moving on. Okay. So, Microsoft had their Scroogled campaign. We talked about this months and months ago, and I don't think we brought it up since then. Uh, the idea... And they're really, really simple ads that... Someone is discovering, quote unquote, a policy that Google has in place and says that they've been scroogled. A lot of the centers around Google's happy-go-lucky approach with your data, where they sell it off, or where they have people monitoring your inbox and suggesting ads based upon what email you get, even as Google says, well, no, it's not a person who does it. It's a script that we run automatically on all your mail. Like, that makes it better. (laughs) Well, Microsoft is counting a win, and I take this with a huge grain of salt. Even as a Microsoft fanboy, I upgraded to Windows 8.1, I have Windows Phone, I've always been a Windows man, I probably always will be. I'm even reading this with a grain of salt, and here's why. According to them, they're going to count this as a win, because Google hasn't been expanding quite as fast. As they did before the campaign. (laughs) Like, they've still been expanding, just not as fast.
2: Yeah, at this point, we want to to remind you that correlation does not always mean causation.
0: Well, uh, I don't think enough numbers are in to make a call either way. After watching the ads, before watching the ads, people favored Google by up to 45% at the time. After the ads, people favored Google only five percent of the time. That's a huge drop, but they're right. still favoring Google. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, I mean, don't get me wrong; it is a huge drop. This, this could be a survey done by
2: a pushy survey person walking down the street, showing a Scruggles ad video, and then saying, "So, are you going to choose Google after this? Huh? Come on, are you going to choose Google? You know, so it could be it could be
0: completely skewed." And it could just be a more informed public, too. Uh, In addition, and I'm reading this verbatim here, in addition, the company has stated that over the previous summer, the chances of someone recommending Google to a friend has dropped by 10% and has increased by 7% for Bing. My brother-in-law uses Bing 100% of the time now. He's not going back. He loves it. I find that weird.
2: I don't recommend Google to friends because all my friends already
1: use Google. That's true, but, you know, the... Microsoft was doing their ad campaign over the summer where they were comparing Bing search results to Google search results and they had a website or something set up. Oh, yeah. And I tried it's it repeatedly provider. and Google every single time gave me better search results. Every single time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, I've, I've, I've done the challenge myself, actually. Uh, I've used my Outlook uh, address wholeheartedly for a solid month. I didn't mind it, honestly. I liked the interface just fine. I have noticed I've been getting a lot more spam in my Gmail address, which is kind of odd, considering when it first launched I didn't get any. Right. So I do think that there is truth in Microsoft's advertising. And the very, and I, on one hand I can understand why Microsoft is counting this as a win. Someone as gung-ho as Schmidt has been talking about changing. That's, that's a sign of a shift right there. You know, when the most diehard techie person who's been a Google user for as long as there's been a Google goes, yeah, I really should change. I, I need to change. That's that's telling. But is that yeah. due to Microsoft's advertising or is that due to Google starting to become evil? I think both. I think the fact that this ad campaign specifically sh- shines a spotlight on that Google evil you know, the goatee mirror universe Google happening there.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Google a mirror darkly. That was an awkward statement. Trekkie fans will know what I mean by that. In any case, I don't really think... I think Microsoft still has a long way to go before they can count the kind of success that Google has had, but that's just me.
1: Yeah.
0: Even as we report on the problems that Google has, we're using the Google Hangout to do this call with Google Docs, and, you know, it's, it, it's kind of like, and not to get political here, but it's kind of like complaining about the government, but we still live in the U.S., you know? Well, the right. good thing, though, is we do have NSA backups. This is true. If Google ever goes away, at least the NSA can recover it for us.
2: Well, no, you bring up a good point, Zook. How possible would it be for us to do an entire episode without using any any Google products?
0: We've done it before.
2: Uh, no, we've always used Google Docs for...
0: Well, there was that time I tried to get us to use SkyDrive, and you guys refused.
2: <laughs> well, no, we didn't refuse. Uh, I think one of us had a lot of technical problems trying to get into SkyDrive.
0: Yes, well... I think that was me. So.
2: Zoom <laughs> fail.
0: Okay. Um, speaking of Microsoft, and in a really cool move, actually, Microsoft is announcing their third update, sorry, their second update to Windows Phone 8, labeled GDR3. It is kind of like a service pack for your phone. Now, typically what happens is if you want to get this new update, you have to wait till your phone's carrier and manufacturer clear it and put it into their proper channels, and you get it from the manufacturer, and then the manufacturer gives it to the carrier, and the carrier clears it, and it takes forever.
2: So 2015, yay.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Android users know how this goes. You know. Oh, by the way, this new version of uh, Android has just been approved for your phone. And it will be greenlit for your phone three weeks after support has been ended for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Microsoft had announced previously the Enthusiast program. It had a much cooler name, but I don't remember what it is. And they decided to launch that as well. And here's how it works. If you are an app developer... Which means you pay a yearly fee to register and you develop apps, you can get the update now and get every update as soon as Microsoft is done with it. But not everyone is an app developer, so if you just happen to be an enthusiast, you can register a phone for free, and that phone will get free updates directly from Microsoft as soon as they are available, instantly. (laughs) android users eat your heart out
2: It kind of seems like what they did with the the msdn network uh, for those unfamiliar with the msdn network it's a microsoft developers network where you can if you sign up for i think it's 600 bucks a year uh you can download legally any op- operating system that Google, that
0: microsoft has made um and, and not and just operating systems, SQL server, Exchange server. Right, Microsoft Office, uh, everything. And then
2: then they came out with a program called BizSpark, where if you were a small business, which wasn't really hard to prove, um, you could kind of fake it, um, you could get the MSDN network for free. So this kind of seems like the same thing. If you're an enthusiast <laughs> and not a developer, you can get this for free where developers have to pay 200 bucks a year, so kind of seems like the same thing. It, it's a good thing to do because it'll get Microsoft
0: Windows phones in more hands, um, more enthusiast hands.
2: More enthusiast hands, exactly. So, and, and the I, reason
0: I and the reason I make that uh, differentiation there is because a lot of enthusiasts, phone and technology enthusiasts, have been shying away from Microsoft because oh, well, you know, it's not Android, it's kind of the prettier phone. or And by that, I'm not like passing judgment, but it's brightly colored, it's the toy one. You know, whatever you want to say, a lot of enthusiasts have been shying away from it because they love their hardcore Android. Right. But try as you might, Android users, you got to admit, your update schedules suck.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's really hard to argue with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. You want the newest version of Android? Well, you just have to void your warranty, possibly brick your phone, learn programming, and root it yourself. <laughs> then you the only po- way. Then you can possibly have it, but Bluetooth doesn't work, Wi-Fi works occasionally, and GPS will cut out after 15 minutes. <laughs> Sounds about right.
2: I think right now the only way, the only way you're going to get Android KitKat on time is if you buy the Nexus 5 when it comes out. That's the only way.
0: I kind of get the feeling they're doing that on purpose.
2: Uh-huh. Well, yeah, it's been ever since ever since they started with the Nexus devices, that was the only way to get the newest version of, of Android.
0: That also sounds skeevy.
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Well, in any case, uh, as we had mentioned earlier, Microsoft also launched Windows 8.1 today, just today. This is on Thursday. We're recording this. Uh, if you have Windows 8... Just go to the store. Don't go to Windows Update. This is kind of interesting. Go to the Windows Store. It'll be right there on the front. Click Get It Now. And half an hour later, you'll be rocking. it. No, not half an hour later. Servers
1: are slammed. Good luck.
0: Well, yeah, because everyone... Everyone who doesn't like this operating system because no one else has it because it's just so horrible are obviously not updating and killing the servers with their downloads. But in truth, obviously they are. It is worth the update. It is an awesome update. My my laptop is running way faster and the features it gives it are really cool. So, uh, and in case anyone is confused, this is still not the Microsoft Blue that codename project that had been talked about forever. That's not coming out till next year. So, just so we're clear on that.
2: I thought codename Blue was the codename for the it's the name of the actual up update cycle. No. So we are in the
0: midst of Blue. Uh, supposedly, and I know that is what we thought before, but supposedly Blue is actually Windows Phone 8.1, and it's supposed oh. to represent the merging of Windows Phone 8 and Windows 8 RT.
2: Gotcha. And what happened to Gmail Blue? <laughs> that, was the, that was the April Fool's release of... Uh, that, that Google was announcing.
0: Oh yes. Made everything blue. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of Google and Microsoft, actually, uh, this is almost a throwaway headline, but we need to bring it in there. Google, in a kind of bit of a sneaky maneuver, has announced that it will support XP, Windows XP, for a year past Microsoft support date. Now, you might be thinking, well, That's awesome. That's really nice of them to do that. But what you should be thinking is, how the crap is Google going to support an operating system it didn't make and it doesn't support at all? Well, in truth, what they're saying is they're going to support Chrome on Windows XP for a year past it, which isn't nearly as impressive. Especially once you realize that they're going to start trying to push their Chromium updates, their Chrome OS updates to Windows XP. My guess is, and this is just sheerly, uh, I'm just spitballing this, I may be completely wrong, and if you have a different idea, let us know, feedback at stolendroids.com, because I I do want to know, I get the feeling that Google doesn't want to take Microsoft on in a head-to-head fight, hey, take a look at our Chroma OS versus Windows 8, because it would lose. But hey, take a look at our Chrome OS on this beautiful Chromebook versus that old crappy 12-year-old Windows XP installation you have. See how nice our Chromebook is? Well, yeah, it's yeah. got to be nice.
2: Well, and, and after Windows XP is is off the support block from Microsoft, uh, Google doesn't face any legal ramifications for asking you to completely wipe Windows XP and install Chrome OS. So, I mean... That's a possibility.
0: (laughs) You know, if Chrome OS ran as well on old hardware as what they're trying to say it does, because I get the feeling it doesn't actually, Uh, a lot of Windows XP machines are really old. But realistically, it could breathe new life into old machines. You know, pass it down to the kids, give it to grandma. If they don't really need a whole lot to do, and it's an old six-year-old computer, sure, install Chrome OS, let them have it, let them... Like those old uh, MSN companions of days of yore.
2: Will it work with my
0: judo account? <laughs> I just want to play solitaire. And type emails. It has to be powerful enough to type emails. Um, okay. Yep. <laughs> and into weird tech news, weird, weird, weird tech news, Lenovo is currently in talks with BlackBerry to buy them out. Um, I didn't see this one coming. Yeah, we're all speechless. Huawei kind of made sense. Because Huawei needs an end to the North American market. The financial company didn't make sense until Ruff explained it to us last week. But Lenovo. Lenovo doesn't even make phones for the US or for North America. Maybe they want to. They barely make phones for Asia.
2: Maybe they don't want to. Maybe maybe this is just a uh, an attempt to help save the world. They're gonna buy BlackBerry and, and give it the proper burial. That, they're gonna give it a, <laughs> the Viking a funeral. Of, they're gonna give it a pair of cement shoes and throw it at the bottom of the Potomac.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. I I don't know if Lenovo's just trying to strengthen their holdings. If they said, "Hey, we have a few billion, you know, we can spare." Let's get some more patents. I really want that jet that they just bought.
1: (laughs) Does buying BlackBerry strengthen anything, though, Uh, realistically speaking?
0: Well, I heard they have an awesome foosball table. Oh, well. You know, so maybe they can get that, too.
2: Right there. Let's get their foosball team. We'll win the next corporate games for
0: sure. (laughs) No, because that's dumb, too, because Lenovo is Chinese. They have the best foosball team already.
2: And ping pong team and 3D chess team.
0: Maybe they're trying to they're trying to go for the BlackBerry corporate curling team. <laughs> I thought it was hockey. Honestly, I, we're, we're joking because I have no clue what's going on at this point, and I have no problem admitting that for once for, to the listeners. I have no idea why Lenovo would want this. So go fig into some entertainment news before we get to our favorites here, because we were running a little bit longer than we expected. Um, South Park, in a, a little bit of a post note here, they missed their latest episode for the first time ever. Uh, and when I say ever, I mean ever. South Park operates on a six-day production schedule. Every episode is made within six days from beginning to end. And that means that basically the night of the sixth day, they're uploading the new episode to Comedy Central servers so it can be broadcast. Well, it turns out they had an issue this time because of a power outage. It all came down to last minute. Power outage prevented them actually making it. 17 seasons, never a delay until this one. So... Yeah, that's kind of crazy. 240 episodes. That's pretty good. It's even crazier, 17 seasons without a delay. We can't make it 3 episodes without a delay. Yeah. Um Ant-Man <laughs> may have been cast. Um but I personally think this is just kind of, you know, fan drooling. Evidently, the short list for people who will be playing Hank Pym or Henry Pym one of the pims. Either Joseph Gordon-Levitt or Paul Rudd. Now, I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but he's in everything now.
2: He was like in 14 movies last year. <laughs> yeah. And like 10 this year.
0: Yeah. I, I don't I don't see him being a very good Pim. Paul Rudd is a lot deeper than anyone gives him credit for, but he's kind of like Seth Rogen that way. No one wants to give him a chance because you only know him as kind of the slacker and the goof off. My concern with this yeah. is why are they making a freaking
1: Ant Man movie? I've said this ever since they keep mentioning it. I don't want Ant Man. Ant Man sucks.
0: <laughs> that was my first concern too. Right? Maybe they maybe they just need to do an Ant Man because they need to get Ultron. Ultron's out there.
1: coming out regardless. <laughs> a- Ant-Man sucks. Make him go away. They forced him on us in the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes and he sucked in that. He just needs to stop sucking and go away. He was
0: so emo. He was so emo in that show. I just can't fight anymore. I don't like fighting. Then why are you on a cartoon show that's specifically about fighting? (laughs) (laughs) I hate him. I hate him. And on that note of uh, cartoon hate, we need to get into our favorites here. This is this show has the worst segues of any of our shows. <laughs> Thanks for nominating us last week, not listening to this one. <laughs> we <We've> made it. <laughs> okay, we can let the gut out of it. Okay, so we love Glove and Boots. Glove and Boots is a great YouTube channel. It has uh, puppets which are always good, uh, Mario, who is some red puppet, and Fafa the Groundhog. A lot of our favorites in years past have been from these guys, and I just love everything about their channel. Keep trying to get them on the show, because I think they'd just be hilarious. YouTube asked them to make a video for people who have never subscribed, who have no clue what this channel is, to give them kind of an intro for it. I've watched the intro so many times, like daily every day when I get into work and I'm feeling kind of annoyed that I have to be at work, I watch this video and I'm just happy for at least another 90 minutes before I have to watch it again. It is fun. It's just fun. If you already have seen every Glove and Boots video, you still want to see this one just because it'll make you smile.
1: Uh, my favorite this week, uh, for those who don't know, Mark Hamill is no longer doing the voice of the Joker in the animated Batman stuff. Uh, or video games. They have a new guy named Troy Baker, and he was recently at uh, some convention somewhere, uh, New York Comic Con, and... Squishy was there. He actually read the Joker's monologue from Alan Moore's graphic novel, Batman the Killing Joke, the one in which Joker puts a bullet in Barbara Gordon. Spoiler! Uh, But... He shoots her spoiler? Yeah, he shoots her spoiler. It's it's really weird. Really weird. Boy, that's going to increase the drag. Yeah. So, so now she's not as aerodynamic as she used to be. But um, a wheelchair will do that to you. Ooh, I think I may have just crossed the line there.
0: <laughs> and more spoilers. <laughs> so is the spoiler on the wheelchair? I don't know. Or?
1: Just, uh, I think it was in her back, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. The, moving on, like whale tail out of Jesse. Moving on before we alienate anybody else who's still listening. Um, he reads this monologue and he is freaking amazing. So if you had any concerns over Mark Hamill no longer doing the voice of the Joker, take a take a look at this this video. It's about five and a half minutes long, and your your uneasiness will dissipate.
2: He is bone-chillingly good. <laughs> okay, so uh, my favorite uh, comes to us from the Epic Rap Battle of History. Their third season starts. Uh, this the uh, Their first episode is uh, a revisit of Adolf Hitler versus Darth Vader. Of course. It is epic, uh, as as in its name, Epic Rap Battle of History. So check it out. And
0: Vader schools him completely schooled. Spoiler!
2: Up. Spoilers! He schools a
0: spoiler. <laughs> don't, don't shoot that spoiler. And there, there is a Stephen Hawking in there too. So there is a wheelchair. <laughs> Alright. Well that is our show this week. If we have not offended you enough, let us know at feedback at StolenDroids.com. We'll endeavor to do better next week. Uh, until next time, cheers. End of line. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.